I have... well, we're, we're done with me naming our furniture. <laughs> Fine. I, I am curious, but I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need it. We need preamble. Part of our feedback was we, we need more chat. So there you go. There's a fucking R. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Crime by the Bar. I'm you, I'm Anna. And this is our third episode. Yeah. Kind of weird to say. I mean, we are doing the full episodes on the minisodes, but episode number three is the thing that our, we're doing. Yeah, this will be our fifth publication. That probably makes sense. Yes. Fifth release, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Valentine's in two days. No, it's Valentine's tomorrow. <gasps> it's what? Valentine's tomorrow. <gasps> Today's Tuesday. Don't try. Time travel. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. That's true. I, being a sad and lonely human, I have no real correlation with that at the moment. But yeah, what can you do? Uh, well, I know what we can do. We can talk about crime. We can talk about why the hell you should not be married or with anyone because you're more likely to be killed by a partner or someone you're close to than by a stranger. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> That's not quite the angle I was taking. But no. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I think I think it's important <laughs> to have an anti-Valentine's uh, message. I don't know. I've always seen like, you know, you're talking relationships. You're mm-hmm. talking any kind of proper deep connection. That can be a friend. That can be a partner. But I mean, they should all be someone, you know, that you consider a partner in crime. Someone <laughs> that, you know... Oh, what, what what's the phrasing? I don't know where so, you're going with this. Someone you'd uh, bury the body for, basically. Oh, yeah. Something like that. I mean, that should be the level of, no, this is a proper connection. And I do realize that this is especially bad on a, you know, crime podcast talking about hating <laughs> and vetting and whatever. But no, I mean, as a as a mental guideline, I think that is, yeah, you you need to be close to people and the people that you would presumably get the shovels for shouldn't be people who would stab you in the back or the front. Oh, no, I like that whole thing. True friends stab you in the front. Well, true. But I mean, you can still like, let's just not stab level. people. Yeah, there is a level let's above that where you people. are hey, not stabbing your friends. I don't know. There's a lot of arseholes in the world. Yeah, well, oh, let, let them stab each other. You look so broken hearted by this. <laughs> let, oh, what's wrong let with the arseholes stab tonight? each other and we'll just stay tight. That's fine for you. If I could live in a little bubble and be away from all the arseholes, that would be wonderful. But unfortunately, oh, I'm forced to interact with them on a daily basis. So then it's a matter of making do. But right now we're here. We have our couch. We have the microphones. And we have all you lovely listeners. And yeah. we're arsehole free at the moment. Do you know how many uh, countries we have listeners in at this point? I actually don't. I know the highlights of the random mm. countries. But uh, please do tell. Do tell. We have listeners in 11 countries. I am super excited. That's kind of stunning. Yeah. So, what are your favorite favorite countries? List them, and we'll lose all the other no, my, listeners. I I have one favorite listener right now. Whoever is our listener in Argentina who has been 
downloading every episode since we started. You're wonderful. We love you. I love you. Thank um, you <laughs> to whomever in Argentina. Yeah, I, I also find it funny because we don't get it for everyone, but um, we can get a breakdown by state of all our U.S. listeners. Most oh. of our listeners are in the U.S. And do you want to hazard a guess where most of our listeners are? I'm going to guess Texas. Yeah. <laughs> this state that executes the most people every year. Okay, it's like downer, but... Oh. Sorry, well, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I guess they, they're constantly confronted with crimes and punishments and everything that's else. That's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah I don't know, I, I have kind of a weird relationship with Texas because on paper, like, you hear a lot of random stuff, a lot mm -hmm. of bad stuff, uh, but I've met a lot of Texans and they've been kind of lovely, though. Oh, I I have um every time I think of Texas I get that bowling for soup song come back to Texas stuck in my head <laughs> and like the entire thing every word in it I just I know and it like the whole thing just plays through in my head that is more than I know glaze so. over yeah oh no I um I've never been to Texas so I've only ever been to the east coast in the US so uh yeah maybe we should put it on the list find out why why the Texans are enjoying us have a crime tour Oh, let's not get carried away. <laughs> no, I was talking like personal for like us. Oh. We'll, we'll say, sail over and um, have a look at stuff. I don't know. I think that would freak me out. I Have you ever done a ghost walk in a city? I actually haven't. No? I've just read about them, but I've never done one. You need to do one. Um, Even the one in Amsterdam is like, is really good. It is? Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. Um, So I was visiting with a friend and emailed the guy running the ghost walk and... I think I was really excited and enthusiastic. And later he said the only reason he actually did it is because of how enthusiastic I sounded. It was us oh. and maybe three other people. And there was this moment where we are in an old part of the city, sort of heading into the red light district in Dabola. Mm. And this guy is in Matrix style, below the knee, black leather trench coat receding hairline hair sweeped back you know sweating profusely and he'd been speaking to us like a normal human being and all of a sudden he swaps to full-on theater mode and Aww. there's this moment where i'm thinking this is not what i expected <laughs> and either we leave right now and say we're taking the whatever it was 20 euro per head hit on this mm. or or screw it we're we're just gonna enjoy this shit and just commit so I look across at my friend and he's looking at me like, what have you done? I didn't want to come to this in the first place. And this is getting to all sort of levels of weird. And then the guy breaks out the history and uh, it's like, right, we can do this. We'll, we'll ignore the funny voices. And you know what? It's actually fine. And once you're down the rabbit hole, it's it's amazing. Like mm. it was so over the top. Um, but it was super fun and I think the thing lasted like an hour, an hour and a half and now there's like loads of places that I know about that I wouldn't have known about so um, That's neat though Yeah, we, we did that scavenger hunt as a work oh, team yeah, building yeah, thing Yeah, you told me, yeah So um, some of the clues were just insane but I actually knew a lot of it and part of it is because, you know, every time someone comes to visit and, you know, I... I take them to all the different places and I, I do my research, but... How many boat tours have you been forced to go through, though? We we rent boats and then captain them ourselves and do that whole bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I know all the routes and the, the one-way ones and all that kind of stuff. So actually, I'm all right with that. 
Oh, no, no, like, if you have your own boat, you can learn that. That's fine. I just... So many people whom I visited, even, like, the first times I visited here, I went on a boat tour, and it is actually, as much as I hate that kind of touristy thing, it is the thing that I would kind of recommend, because... Yeah, yeah I think everyone needs to do it. Just having the constant narration of that, mm-hmm. uh, like, pointing out all the good city stuff, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But... Once you get your, I don't know, seventeenth friend from abroad coming Aww. visiting, and like, oh, I want to do a boat tour. You don't say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might get a bit much. No, I, I actually um really like the perspective it gives, mm. because when you're cycling, it's pure chaos, and oh, even yes. when you're used to it, it's especially when people are visiting, you're Mm. with people who are not used to the chaos. So they're Mm. kind of panicking and you're having to go, okay, I'm going to indicate really early and we're going to stop at the junction and then we'll cross together. And if you're too worried, then we can cross like pedestrians Mm. and and do that whole bit. So I love the tranquility of whenever you're going around a boat and you get to watch the chaos of the cyclists, you get to watch the scooters zooming around, the cars cutting people off and, and the trams banging through everything. And you're kind of, watching it all and it's still and quiet from from where you're sitting and it's it's kind of special and yeah i would absolutely recommend a boat tour to anyone but renting a boat for four hours and going around the city and and doing that whole thing is super fun as well and just bringing wine to picnic and Mm, yeah we did have one incident where turns out a couple of friends of ours cannot drive Mm, steer cannot steer at all on a boat because before Amsterdam I will definitely accept drive because the canals are still just traffic yeah that's the thing it's they're super busy and um it wasn't you're not using a steering wheel you're actually using a rudder Mm. and if you're not used to sailing or you're not used to um an inverted uh thing on uh video games then it's just not going to seem right (laughs) so yeah, we, we hit this bit in the Ordan where we needed to turn. It's a bit of a blind corner, so you need to be cautious. No, he went straight into the edge of this this really nice boat. Oh. And we're freaking out. And <laughs> like he just ends up putting it into reverse. So after hitting the boat, he then goes backwards and we're going into a wall. And then the thing is like... Against the oh, in the end, oh, I no, not the actual. No, it was so bad. I I just moved him out of the way and fixed it, and like <laughs> we're waving and apologizing to these people who are in their gorgeous, you know, varnished wood sided, lovely boat. And just oh, it was, and it wasn't a rental. There was like it was it was a small privately owned boat, like quite clearly that we just crashed into the side of and they all look totally horrified and that's one of those moments where you're like, I don't live here. I'm a tourist. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> um but I think they were just happy that we kind of maneuvered our way out of the situation. We were gone and we were not there to try like I couldn't see any damage, but it sounded bad. It sounded so bad. But totally recommend it. You should definitely do it. Maybe not captain it yourself. But Yeah true. But even like um, going across the water and, you know, having a loo break at Hanukkah's or wherever it's, I don't know, it's kind of charming. Um, why are we talking about this? Uh, ghost tours? Ghosters. Yeah. I really want to do one in Edinburgh. I've been dying to do one oh. in Edinburgh for years. I'd love to go for Hogmanay, but we'll see. It's on the list. Yeah. 
Wow, that was a big... <laughs> that was, was a big sigh from the cat. I'm not sure if that was a sigh, a sneeze, or a snore, but it was very clear. It was very clear that you're not leaving me in a cat hotel <laughs> over Ooh, New Year's. It was a huff. It was a huff. She she quite likes fireworks. like Not likes likes, but they're interesting enough for her to venture out and have a look at them and mm. then sleep. So... <laughs> Which is desirable compared to the um, pain and suffering of, let's say, the average pet. Yeah, but that's the thing. Putting her into a cat hotel over New Year's when all the other animals are freaking out just seems yeah. so cruel and she doesn't even get to see the fireworks. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah, listeners, where where's your favourite country that um, we have listeners in? Do you know them all? I don't think you know them all. I don't know them all. Like, um, I do know that we recently picked up some people in France. Yeah, I'm surprised it took us this long in France. But then again, yeah, if you're in France, you probably have a lot of content available in French. Yeah, that's true. So we recently got France and Spain. Um, Argentina's been with us from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, Mexico's been with us from, I think, right, the last minisode. Either episode, like either our second or third release, Mexico yeah. has been with us. Um, yeah, and Ireland has been with us from the second drop, and yeah, mostly, mostly we have a lot of US. Yeah, thank you to all the Americans. Yes. Send us all your recommendations. Tell us why you're listening to us because we don't really know right now. Is it because we're not American or is it just because you're bored and you haven't found anything better to listen to? <laughs> Are we weird Europeans to you? Are you referring to us as being European because you don't know what country we're from? I know I'm going to chalk everything down to your wonderful inclusiveness of always mentioning every single like number in yes we have dollars and euros and we have the metric and the imperial <laughs> and you're covering everything that's very very that's the only reason people are tuning in because they can predict our inclusivity <laughs> doesn't need to be the only reason but it's it might be a big one uh, or a good one nice um, but no we we do love hearing from all of our listeners and i did actually uh, get a very nice comment regarding our last full episode Yay. Um, which was the uh, uh my part the uh, Eferink murder the dutch murder mm-hmm um, I will say beforehand, I know that some people might not take the time to read the descriptions of the episodes, but just in case you didn't, as a retroactive correction, I got the years wrong. So the actual murder took place in uh, 2016, not 2017. Working from that basis, the rest of it was fine and correct, but no, 2016 was when it was murdered, not 2017. So, with that out of the way, the... Listener comments. I want to hear the one. listener comment. Yes, the listener comment. Uh, it was not a correction. It was more, I know, scolding me for not doing enough research into native-speaking local media, I guess. We had our first scold. That's exciting. That's a milestone. I like it. I like it. Please scold us. Apparently, we like that. At least me. That works. I'm not sure about that. Let, let's see what my reaction is. We're, we need to find out. <laughs> I appreciated it. And uh, the main reason was that, yeah, there were uh, apparently a lot of interesting details around the uh, entire Afrin murder that was missed. 
Uh, I'm not going to list all of them, but the highlights, which I feel very bad for um, not bringing up, uh, because they would have tied really well into uh, the uh, Van Breda murder in uh, South Africa as well, mm-hmm. due to the fact that it was concerning the, uh, well, the in spite of his appeals, the now convicted murderer, the Young's internet search history. No. Yes. I, oh, I love these. I also think that if you looked up my internet search history, you would think there's something really wrong with me. And that's not just because of it. after we started yeah. this podcast. Oh, I, I live in fear that IT is going to look up what I am searching in work during my lunch break because <laughs> there is some really not not okay stuff. <laughs> very, true, very true. But anyway, tell me tell me what DeYoung searched. Uh, so yeah, so the the first off, which is like, okay, uh, as you remember, he did steal a very expensive watch mm-hmm. um, during this entire endeavor, and that is, he can't dispute that. He gave it through his parents to his sister, and um, yeah, yeah that, that is pretty much a fact, but doesn't necessarily point to the murder. But this watch was worth uh, 42,000 euros. What? Who has a watch like that? Well, Avery did. Clearly. Millionaire travel people. Yeah, I know, but I mean, actually, you know, uh, Birkenbags are a better investment than Bitcoin. What? Birkenbag? Do you know what a Birkenbag is? I have no clue what a Birkenbag oh, is. Honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh. I have failed you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> you just live in a different world. Um, I, uh, I think it's easier just to, to leave it at, it's a handbag from a company that you have to be on a waiting list for a long, long time to spend thousands of dollars to buy a bag that actually significantly increases in value the longer you have it. Okay. Assuming it's unused. At least it's a bag. I'm happy to hear that. No, no, I'm happy to hear that, that it wasn't something completely ever. No, no, no. That's good. I'm learning. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, But but yeah, so he he did steal a watch that is pretty difficult to dispute. And apparently he had been Googling this watch, like value and information on that specific watch, for well before the actual murder took place. What an asshole. But still, I mean, just looking at that... Uh fine maybe he was just thinking of stealing the watch mm-hmm. or whatever yeah maybe but but yeah. but more search history more search history you have such a smirk on your face right now it's really good <laughs> yeah but I, but i do feel like um during this episode when i was talking about this as well i got kind of carried away in his ridiculous story of him being kidnapped and held hostage in his car mm-hmm. uh that i kind of completely skipped all of the uh, until later in the episode completely skipped the um the massive amounts of evidence pointed to him ah okay but i enjoyed your telling of it regardless what, what of um you... how much might have been left i did i did catch up on that front in the end but uh, speaking of his search history so aside from actually googling this watch and trying to figure out all of that what he also did mm-hmm. was search for search terms such as Lethal stab wounds. Oh, seriously. And place of heart in body. Dude. And stuff like that. And like just watch Grey's Anatomy. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, 
watch weird medical YouTube things like yeah, yeah I, I don't know like all the details but apparently he okay his search history was quite suspect do, like do people not know that that's going to be one of the well maybe he just was arrogant enough to think no one's going to dare suspect him to be fair I, I think a lot of people either don't know or don't really want to accept how much information they're just pushing out on the internet so a friend of mine, um, her parents really wanted her to study medicine, um, but she became a developer. So she studied programming and, you know, she was pushed in the medical direction for, for years and years and years. Mm. Um, so she still has a fascination with it even now. And I guess a year or so ago, she told me about this whole community that she's a part of that's like medical students and junior doctors who share all sorts of crazy graphic stuff. And like, I I cannot deal with gore, not in the slightest, regardless of the regardless of the context. Hmm. So the idea of it alone, it's like, I find it fascinating. I think it's wonderful for her, but there is no way I'm going to watch open heart surgery, which is the sort of stuff that she will do Hmm. because you can get videos of all that kind of stuff, notes on all that kind of stuff. Like, dude, just Google that kind of stuff. Like something that's like, oh no, I'm, I was just curious because I'm really into changing from being a tennis coach to being, was it tennis coach or a tennis player? Yeah, tennis coach, yeah. Um, to, to being a, a GP or a brain surgeon or a... But also, like, even not considering that, like, you would think that any kind of coach, like, athletes and stuff like that... You should I, know better! Like, the very basics of anatomy should probably be... Dude, you're a fucking tennis coach! <laughs> know where the heart is, you twat! What's wrong with you? Oh. No, nope, nope, nope. Anyway, I I find out something. Um, okay, so whenever I was looking up photos for our website, crimeofthebar.com, um, <laughs> whenever I was looking up photos of um, the victim, Mr. Evering, he, I, I came across a couple of articles and one of them um, made reference to the tennis coach being required to pay back the loan on the day of the murder. Really? Yeah. Oh, like I, I've, I've seen the, I knew about the loan and the debt and the yeah. amount of it, but yeah. Oh, okay. So apparently, so the, the repayment was supposed to be on the day that he ended up getting murdered. Oof. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Like, dude, come on, make it the day before or the day after. I wonder if it wasn't premeditated in that case. I mean the. <laughs> the search history doesn't really agree with that. But, yeah, uh, but if he'd been searching it for a while, then maybe he was just thinking about it for a while. Okay, there, okay, that is premeditated, but maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe it, the very textbook definition, <laughs> yes. But maybe uh, it wasn't that he'd gone. You know what? I'm gonna do it at twelve o'clock on Wednesday. No, that's true. I mean, well, to be fair, from my perspective, that is almost too obvious yeah. to be condemning because, like, especially okay, these these two men were friends yeah and they were doing gambling stuff and he lent them that money like it's not like oh no you missed the pay by date or whatever and he would just i don't sick the um oh i'm completely blanking what's the name he would sick the um 
the people who come and take your furniture and shit. Uh, the repo, whatever. Uh, I could have said bailiffs like 30 seconds oh, ago, bailiffs, but I was really you. enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> the people who come and take your shit. <laughs> Bailiff is a thieves, word. Thieves. Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That's you. Professional thieves. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, like sticking the bailiffs on and... <laughs> the very next morning like that wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen in you know with a fucking bank loan or anything uh and especially not between friends so that makes it even more suspicious to the other direction and i don't know it's just like everything's pointing towards this guy but the sheer outrageousness of some of his claims and some of the things that happen or may or may not have happened yeah are just like too weird to not be basically orchestrated to be too weird so no one will believe him but i don't know i do not know he he may have googled some shit but he did not plan this Mm. not well oh definitely not well no no yeah um but mm. i do want to say that you have another fact you have another change? You have another thing? I do not have more changes. This was the main one that I wanted to highlight because it was important. But just to underline that we do appreciate all feedback and comments. If you want to shout at us for not doing research, I mean, you can try to be nice. But yeah, we appreciate the feedback. The, the main thing also, though, is the fact that this, not this week, but for the next week, we will be recording our episode a little bit earlier than normal. So if you are submitting any kind of feedback, don't be alarmed if we don't bring it up. We probably hear you. It's just that there will be one episode today, so don't worry about that. We're not ignoring you. We're just delaying our response to you. By being proactive and planning and stuff. We just happen to both be traveling, (laughs) which is hella inconvenient. True. Yeah. What can you do? We're mad jet setters. Well, what we can do is talk about crimes. We can. Mm. We don't know who's worst this week. That's true. Um, so we need the worst first. But... How do we rate this? How do we know? Okay, so this is our Valentine's episode, or anti-Valentine's episode. Um, <laughs> we are focusing on... Yeah, we're, we're talking about awful things that people who love each other supposedly do to each other. So happy Valentine's Day. It's, uh, it's well... It could be worse. If you're in a relationship, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm just, yeah. To be fair, and just for the sake of transparency, I was a little bit more broad with my definition. Oh, really? What uh, was your definition? Or rather, I went in a different direction. Tell me what your direction is. Oh, I, oh I no. What did you do? But no, okay, no, the, no, no. Don't tell me anything. I, I have a couple. Okay. And they haven't done nothing towards each other, but love each other. And they're <gasps> oh, very I love this. Nice. You're not going to do Myra Hindley, are you? No. What's Myra Hindley and whatever his name? Oh, no. I shouldn't remember their names. They're terrible people. Okay, never oh, mind. Okay, that might be a different episode. Um, um, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not. This is a different thing. So, okay, so to determine the uh, who is actually worst. How many people are dead? Is that a good one? I mean, I kind of think it depends on the methods and the gruesomeness. Like, okay, for me, my crime this week, we have up to 30 dead. Shit, okay, you're worst. 
For sure. No, no, no. I think you win. I'm I'm worse. (laughs) Like, it's it's done. Like, mine... Independently, it's an awful, terrible thing. Mm. Compared to this... I don't want to do that your pain is greater than my no, pain. No, no, no. That, that's um, not the point of all of this. Yeah. Uh, it is not. And as I said, the um, uh, my crimes, technically, I've seen several sources listed as up to 30 uh, murders. There is a lot of debate because a lot of it has not been confirmed and it's a lot back and forth. But my let's say topic or focus for the week is the gang of amazons i've never heard of this that's probably because they're russian <gasps> but i love the russians oh the russians are very interesting you know my brother speaks russian i did not know this. you know he lived in st petersburg for a while i did not know this either yeah he lived with an elderly woman you and her mother and the way you're <laughs> presenting this makes it sound really fucking sordid. It, uh, it wasn't at all, but they used to listen to him when he was on the phone. Not that they could understand English, but... Um, yeah, he he took up some Russian whenever he was at uni and then hmm. decided to go to St. Petersburg for however many months. I think the original plan was to go for a year to really improve his Russian. And yeah, he cracked. I think he was back within a, two months or something. But still, I had no idea about any of this, so you've been keeping on me. I like Russians. I've texted my brother many times to ask him how to say things like, take the briefcase, or like, (laughs) with no explanation, we can go weeks without talking, and I will text him and ask him how to say something specific in Russian that is clearly, like, there's no reason for you to be asking this. Um... So, yeah, and I I love Dostoevsky, and Mm. yeah, yeah, go the Russians. Fair enough, we're going for the Russians. Plus vodka. Uh, Ooh, this means we have to have vodka later. We did have a plan for the drink. No, but I can be flexible. Well, fair enough. We'll take your crime and my crime into account, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm already thinking we should do the perfect Russian love cocktail. I don't know what goes in it. I haven't made it up yet, but I will do that. Tell me your story. Yes, the Gang of Amazons. The Gang of Amazons. This was a Russian family uh, based in Stavropol and led by... I'm so sorry, all Russian-speaking listeners, but led by uh, Inessa Tavedieva. Inessa Tavedieva. Okay, come on, you have to show me this. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure where to put the emphasis. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a very good <laughs> rendition. So Inessa was forty six, and and her husband Roman Podkopev. Podkopev. Sorry, Russian speaking people. Roman was thirty five years old. And uh, this family robbed and murdered dozens of people, including several police officers. Why am I assuming that she's the one driving this? Is it because she's older or is it because... I kind of get the feeling that she was... Well, she was the main driving force behind all this. Good for her. Well, Not that good for all the people who got killed. This, but oh, yes. shit. Yeah, that happened. Okay. It is tricky. I do know. I emphasize, yes. I appreciate that you are pushing yourself to 
to achieve what you want to achieve, but please, please just go with like target practice. Just stick with paper, not people. Uh, oh shit, is that where it's going? Hashtag paper, not people. Paper, not people. <laughs> it is kind of fitting though, because she was a nursery school teacher. Really? Um, yeah, now I understand enough. like the, where this is going, I, I can guess. She, she was a teacher, but after her first husband died under mysterious circumstances, oh, amazing. she gave up teaching completely to basically pursue a life of crime. Nice. Uh, it is pretty much 100% believed that uh, Roman, who I mentioned her, her later husband, who used to be a dentist, was behind the murder of the first husband. That they is, were hooking up before they were... That is kind of the general impression of everything. I mean, they haven't had any direct evidence to link him there. There Mm -hmm. was an accident with bunny rabbit ears, but... uh, With bunny rabbit ears? Quotation marks, sorry. I was Uh, so excited. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Robert came in a gunman with rabbit ears, or... He choked on rabbit ears, like there there oh, was hair ear stew oh, and he didn't chew it. Yeah. And... Sorry, there was a suspicious accident and the husband was killed. It's widely believed that Roman was behind all that. I am so disappointed right now and er, yeah. like this is the most disappointed I've been all day. And today I find out we didn't have any dark rum left. Which is pretty massive. I'm just going to chalk that up as in my company is excellent enough to not have <laughs> offended you yet. So that's fine. Are you planning on it? What are you doing tonight? What's happening later? What the hell are you going to say to me? I'm not planning on it. I'm just, you know me, I'm self-deprecating. I'm just assuming that I will offend and piss off people and people don't want to be near me. That's my base level. And if I made it this far, I'm nah, good. You're a big good. lovely bear. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But so, yeah, so together, this couple, uh, Inessa and Roman, basically went on a high-profile six-year murder spree that started in 2007. Uh, This is really recent. Well, kind of, yeah. Pretty Um, recent. There are also suspicions that they were behind some crimes that were um, like ranging back to uh, 1998, but it hasn't been completely confirmed, so they can't know. But I did say that it's gang, it's a family thing. So this was the couple. You have the man and the wife, uh-huh. and also the rest of the family, which is, first off, Victoria Tavedieva, who was 25. She was Inessa's eldest daughter from the first marriage she had kids young well 21 i guess isn't that young Mm. but i mean it works but uh so yeah the first marriage where the husband was mysteriously killed holy shit then we also had anastasia Ah, i love that name of course i do you can just use the first names at this point she was no, there was a reason I can't. I know. We'll, we'll get there. Why don't you just use the first name in the context? We'll get there. Okay. So, uh, Anastasia Tverdieva was 13 years old. 13? 13 at the end of the crime spree, yes. Dude. She was a straight-up daughter between uh, Inessa and Roman. 
then we had Anastasia Zinelnik. Oh, that's a different surname. It is. And she was Roman's sister. Okay. Uh, so, same name as their kid. That's a choice. Um, but, uh, so, she was technically considered part of the gang, but she had a lot of stuff like denying involvement, um, but she's definitely been proven to help, like, store stolen goods, and um, it is widely believed that she and her husband help, like, scout targets and even serve as getaway drivers. Okay, scout targets. Mm-hmm. This is conjuring up images. We'll get there. And the final family member, let's say, uh, as I mentioned, her husband, mm-hmm. uh, whose name is Zagay Zinalnik. Mm-hmm. He was 35. So then he was Roman's brother-in-law. Yeah. He used to work for the police and he kind of helped them, offered information and stuff like that. So the name of the gang, the uh, Gang of Amazons, as it's lovingly translated, uh, was coined by journalists. They never called themselves that. Uh-huh. But uh, after one of the higher-profile murders in 2009, a knife was found near the crime scene, which was engraved with the quote, My favorite Amazon. Uh, the media believe that the knife belonged to Inessa, but um, the official investigators apparently said that it actually belonged to someone completely unrelated to the case. Huh. Uh, but that kind of stuck and also helped by the fact that the gang was predominantly composed of women. Are we, whenever you're saying Amazon, is that translated as in the um, race of large women inspiring like, like Wonder Woman? Women and, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is it? Uh, Red Sonia? Red Sonia. Leave Red Sonia alone. The comics were good. Um, So, Inessa really hated and very specifically targeted as well, like police and security guards and people of authority in general. I'm not sure how confirmed this is or just frivolous linking, but uh, her previous husband who died under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> um, he had been a police officer who had also oh. been cheating on her, I think was relatively confirmed, etc. Um, but happy she, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so she really took pride in the crime she committed. Oh. And she really saw herself like basically a bandit hero. And Why? Um, well, because she was kind of sticking it to the man. She was standing up and... Well, no, she was not standing up. She was just murdering people. But she saw herself as natural-born bandit, and this was what she was supposed to do. Hasn't she seen Batman? Like, you can't kill the idea of police. They're just going to replace the faces. It's just one of those things. Well, no, you can't kill the idea of Batman. Batman's not police. If no, she thinks she's a hero, she might think she's Batman. And then she thinks she's indestructible. But you can kill individuals. You can't kill police. Like the entire police force. Sorted out, love. Nope. Nope. 
I'm I'm not going to argue for her logic here. I do not. Yeah, not. I don't even know why I'm trying to debate the logic on this. There's <laughs> there's obviously an issue here with her decision making. Minor minor issues, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't like. Yeah, she thought she was a bandit hero. Uh, she basically stated to media and stuff that her main motivation for the crime was um, money to live and hatred of police officers. No further, she didn't that, extrapolate. That was her motivation. Interesting. Hmm. So most of the crimes of this gang were basically played out in a very similar way. They basically break into the house of their victims, murder anyone who is home, or anyone who's nearby in some cases. Yeah. Then stealing any valuables and weapons. They oh. could uh, find. They did target some people also because they had weapons at home. Dude, is is that legal there? Can you get guns? You can. Like I'm looking at the list. Like partially, there are some privately owned weapons, but also them targeting like oh, police there are, oh, yeah, and yeah, security yeah. guards and people like that who have like the very service least weapons. You're gonna come across a baton or a taser every now and again, but you know, well, best they, case, you're gonna get full on guns. They got a lot of guns and rifles. Shit. Yeah. That's terrifying. It kind of is. So they kind of improved their equipment as it went on. Um, but, six but years yeah, so of this. At least six years. They basically followed this. and Sometimes there were deviations. Like, So sometimes they had scouted out a victim. And they would, uh, if they couldn't break in in a good manner they normally had a very good plan they always tried to break in from the back and secure an exit strategy mm-hmm. and all that. but if they couldn't set that up from the start sometimes they for instance like set off car alarms outside to lure out the victims that's a pretty good idea and then shoot them and go inside that's a pretty terrible thing to do yeah they did a lot of terrible stuff yeah so they they went through this for a long while uh, the most famous case that we're connected with was the murder of the Chudakov family, where they shot Lieutenant Colonel Dmitry Chudakov in Nizhny Novgorod. Uh, they shot him, his wife, and his seven-year-old son. But there was also a daughter, Veronica, who was 11 years old, and she was not shot. She was stabbed 37 times. That's which is brutal. Yeah, I mean, uh, shooting a seven-year-old is already pretty crazy. But why? Why? Yeah, would but also knives are always so much more personal. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you're completely um, divorced from the act whenever you're like just mm. shooting someone with a gun. I mean, it, it still takes something, but phew, stabbing someone how many times? Thirty-seven. Wow. Mm. But yeah, that was very high profile, partially because of uh, Dimitri, who was well, not too high ranking, but he, he was a big figure and his entire family getting completely slaughtered like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did steal, they didn't steal like jewels and those valuables, but they stole a bunch of random stuff they could uh, get their hands on as well. So this seemed to be more targeted on the actual person than the robbery bit. Yeah. But... In the end, their crime spree ended in September in 2013. Okay. So, uh, 
Roman, <gasps> the husband, and Victoria, uh, who was the very first, the uh, the firstborn daughter of Inessa, uh, they were basically fleeing from a crime scene. They had murdered a couple. Uh-huh. And then also tried to break into another person's house. It was had military connections. But they were leaving the scene on a scooter and they were trying to get away. There was a patrol officer who pulled them over to do an ID check. Yeah. Uh, but instead of showing an ID, Roman just pulled out a gun, shot the dude. The authority thing again, I guess. As well. Yeah. But there was uh, more police people nearby, and they got back up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. They tried to corner them. There was a shootout. Some officers were wounded, but Roman was killed. Yeah. Just killed on the spot. And Victoria was gravely wounded, but they sent her to the hospital, and um, she did make it through the ordeal. Mm-hmm. So shortly after the shootout, Inessa and Anastasia, the very young daughter, 13 years old, Mm -hmm. uh, they were found and also arrested at a campsite where they were guarding like a huge cache of weapons. They had like 20 firearms, they had silencers and grenades and ammunition, and it was a huge stockpile. And there they also had a lot of loot and valuables which linked them to dozens of murders, just even more crimes that were just linked through all the stuff they'd taken. Yeah. And, like, yeah, they were arrested. No one was really killed doing that part. But, like, Inessa, the the wife, she showed no remorse. She confessed even more crimes. and what? She even helped, like, police and media to recreate some of the murders. Oh. He was very cooperative. Have you and seen some of those uh, shows they have in Russia where they actually have real killers on like five, six o'clock at night? I haven't seen them, but I've heard of them. And like yeah. some people are either, I'm not sure if they're forced to do it or if they volunteer to do it. Yeah, some of them seem to volunteer and some of them seem to be really in custody, not very happy about the whole thing. Mm. But it does seem to be more of a kind of parade of bizarreness. Yeah. And, like, from what I gathered from this, like, Inessa was very happy to help out with this and just show, no, no, I went here, I had this assault rifle, and Mm -hmm. we were doing pew, 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 all the shooting and stuff. And, yeah, she she just went with that. The press, of course, were grateful of that. But, um, yeah, so the husband was killed, of course. But uh, in the end... I think that, so Victoria, the oldest daughter, who was with them for a lot, she was sentenced to 16 years of um, uh, prison. What age was was she at this point? uh, So she was at this point, I think, 25. Why didn't she get longer? I guess it comes down to what they could tie her to. Okay. Oh, she didn't confess. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, like, not to fine, be fair, to man. be fair, Inessa, the matriarch and the leader of this, basically, mm-hmm. she got 23 years. What? How? How is that even? I'm not sure. I I'm not sure how it works, but so I'm not sure if it's uh, dependent on the classification of where they end up. So what 
they said and the most details I got from the sources was okay Victoria was 16 years in a correctional colony yeah uh, Inessa and Anastasia Snelnik mm-hmm. they were sentenced to a penal colony what is that what I, I I'm not sure of the differences okay. I'm this is Russian stuff and I saw them I tried to check a bit but damn Russian stuff we just won't know yeah, the Russian stuff. We will know when all you lovely listeners tell us, though. Please tell us. We would love to know. So, so yeah, we had the correctional colony, the penal colony, and um, Sergei Sinelnik. Uh, the, um, this was the brother-in-law of Roman. He was uh, sentenced to 20 years serving in a colony of strict regime. So, so what? Three different colonies different kinds of imprisonment for different years that's basically it damn and why uh, why did he get punished more heavily is it like male female thing i would assume like he was very clearly involved like okay partially with the uh, tipping off there were some things pointing to um other um, other like different help he had given besides that as well mm-hmm. then i would assume that it might be a bit trickier with the fact that he used to be employed by the police and was feeding insider info to this crime family so betrayal is more important than murder that's my assumption but i'm not sure dear but yeah so that's basically it. like they were fi- <laughs> i did find from a judge a list of the sentences uh, which is they were found guilty of banditry mm-hmm. murder banditry by the way <laughs> mm-hmm. i do like that yeah me too banditry murder attempted murder mm-hmm. robbery theft of weapon and ammunition illegal circulation of weapons and ammunition i think that was the list so mm-hmm. they did some horrific thing i didn't go into the details all they basically had like several crime sprees when they went out went on a crime rager and then came back some cases were quite horrific they were targeting in one case i do remember they were targeting a specific person's house but none of the adults were home when they got there there were just two teenage girls who they Uh. tortured gouged out their eyes what and then killed who does that as well like seriously but we have Inessa the what I kind of interpreted to be the leader here but she was still very much like no no she was glad to confess any kind of involvement in killing police officers etc but she was still very much she was still complicit, but she, in all the court and media hearings, she was very much on the side. Like, no, no, I never killed kids. That was just my husband. <laughs> um, which, yeah, it's not too helpful when you're facilitating yeah. all that. But she was very adamant about that. Uh, like, no, no, never killed kids. That was just my husband. Great choice of men, love. Mm, quite. And apparently that was a very... And a premeditated choice as well, considering how the last husband ended up. Uh, but yeah. no, so like, like all the collaboration with the media and all that, like she was, she basically found her calling as a murderous bandit and ran with it. Hmm. Uh, 
which is strange, but yeah, that is my story for this week, so yeah, I mean, it's not quite what you positioned on the no, I know, spouse versus spouse thing, but this no, is this no, was no, more no. like a connected, it is Valentine's after all, we need to consider the connections and keeping people close and if you please got... don't murder people with your spouse, exactly thank you, just love each other don't kill together <laughs> I don't I don't think murderers are really our target demographic anyway. <laughs> That's actually very true, yeah. I mean with with all this worry of like, no, no, we shouldn't give murderers ideas on how to make crime. No, but... the people listening to this are the people like me freaking out when they hear a noise thinking they're coming in through the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably true. Yeah, That's I think so. True. I can't believe there was any debate about who went first this week. I don't have eye gouging. I don't have multiple deaths. To be fair, the eye gouging wasn't in my notes. I wasn't going to bring that up. It just, I was reminded of it. But I know from my perspective, it's like, it can be so much worse with like murder with one victim. It can be so much more personal and gruesome. Oh, yeah. It's a different thing, right? Yeah, like this is, partially it borderlines more on fiction, but also the fact like, no, no, they were roaming around shooting people robbing them and like of course it's horrible it's insanely horrible for all the families and everything involved mm. but at the same time when we're talking crime on crime and worse like i this might just be personal but i have trickier times with when it's a very focused story we're focusing on one person who's going through all the pain and suffering and all that and like that gets me so much harsher really that's just me i am um, but i do trust your judgment as well because hey i'm not normal in general so no i it just i think it comes down to the whole trolley dilemma thing <laughs> true true it's it's not that um that one is better or worse it's just different and there's a choice involved and yeah, it's it's pretty horrible whether it's 30 people or whether, you know, 30 people killed in an impersonal way or one person killed in a really personal way. Like, it's not comparable. But to be clinical about it, 30 dead versus one dead, there's a big difference there. Of course there is. And, I mean, it is so much more as well. Like, if you're thinking of how it branches out and, like, all the people who are technically suffering from each death as well. Yeah. If you're going statistically on this, it's huge difference. But, um, yeah, that's not really how... You can never compare one suffering to another. No. That's a thing. No, not at all. (sighs) I guess we'll have a nice little transition at this point. Yeah, we have size. We're going to need to collect ourselves. And then I'm looking forward to your story. I have a lovely story about a husband and wife. I like it already. Let me, okay, let me put down my wine and paint a picture for you. So the rain is starting. There's a car alarm going off. We're all fully prepped for a nice Valentine's evening in of me talking about my incident. It is kind of perfect, though. (laughs) I mean, we have alarms, that's crime. We have the 
rain. That's a romance. Passionate tears of romance. And tears does not need to be bad. Tears can be good. (laughs) Well, I'm glad the picture is well and truly painted. Um, If only the cat would be shouting at us. The cat is in the ceiling. <laughs> Why do you always do this? Why? Do I, I don't know. I feel like you find me funniest whenever you're taking a drink or something. <laughs> I blame you for this shit. Um, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I have a nice romantic tale for mm. Valentine's Day. Do tell. Okay. So close your eyes. Come on a journey with me to West mm. Salem in Wisconsin, where I have never been. Oh, we're doing Americas. Yeah, I know. I've done it twice. I know. I know we said no, we wouldn't do this. Th- there are no limitations. <laughs> you can do what you do. And to be fair, I'm always slightly intrigued when I hear uh, Salem in general. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's that Salem, though, because that Salem is Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, but the, I mean, doesn't those syllables in order, they oh, evoke attention, of, basically. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch's cat. Yes, get it on board. <laughs> 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 Not what I was going for, but I can't dispute that. That's probably true. As well. I loved whenever they had the animatronic cat mm. for all the talking bits, and then they would have like the cat running off, and it's a legit black cat, and it's yep. just like it's not even the same size. Nope. <laughs> not same proportions. Not same head. Not anything. Nope. Okay. Barbara Barb Kendhammer married Todd on the third of August, nineteen ninety-one. By August 2016, they'd celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary at a surprise party that their children threw for them. Cool. Yeah. Um, Barb was employed in the food service program at West Salem Middle School for 14 years. She was really proud of what she did, and most of all, she loved the kids and the people she worked with. She loved taking care of animals and enjoyed taking in pets, including cats, dogs, and uniquely, donkeys and chickens. She even wait, kept wait. them. Yeah. Loving and caring for is one thing, but mm-hmm. taking in. Yeah. Did she just find random donkeys? Seems like it, yeah. She she seemed to be a foster parent for all sorts of mysterious animals, and she kept them um, warm and safe <laughs> in her garage during winter months. That is all very commendable, and to be fair, I've never been to the States, but... I don't think that's normal. Do you just have random donkeys running up to your to, bins at night? No, or? but to be fair, we have that a bit back home. Not like random ones, but I mean... Determined ones? Or... I mean, it happens. Okay, then. Not not often, but there can be creatures. There can be things. Fair enough. I'm just thinking back to uh, the outtakes of our last recording with all the comments on... Oh, are you country folk in Sweden? (laughs) You are country folk. Well, that is fine, but random donkeys in your backyard? No, not random donkeys. It's just, I mean, it depends on where you live, but it's not uncommon to have a cattle grate Mm. leading up your driveway to stop stray cows coming up your, your front garden. Fair enough. Fair Depending enough. on where you live. Like, not city people, but... Um, I'm just curious, and I'm not used to this, hence I poke. No, it's... um. What do you mean you're not used to this? You're country people. Um, I'm not used to donkeys, I guess. We didn't, we're not used to donkeys either. I'm just saying, if one you strolls... No, but donkeys. if one strolls up, it's not, like, shocking. It's just like, huh, 
that's that's uncommon um there's a difference it's not an everyday occurrence it's just you roll with the punches clearly barb was a stand-up lady and did the same i will object to none of those facts okay good i I like the sound of the of Barbara. I think she oh, sounds definitely. pretty pretty damn awesome. I'm on board. I'm just confused. Okay, that's fine. That's that's allowed. It's said that she treasured time spent with her family, especially being Grammy to her little peanut, Carlin Rochelle Surveys. Hmm. Um this year would have been the first this year is in twenty sixteen. About a year, yeah. Yeah. Twenty sixteen would have been the first Christmas spent with Peanut. Um, but it was not meant to be. Consistently punctual, Barbara's um, employer called at 8.02 in the morning on September 16th when she failed to show up for work. She was due in at 8am and they called at 8.02 to say she's not here. Is everything alright? That does indicate that she was pretty hardcore with the timelines. Yeah, isn't that crazy? If like if I showed up two hours late for work, it'd be like, she's probably, she's, she's probably still asleep. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um... So her husband Todd, um, he told police later that he was driving north on the Route M highway in the town of Hamilton between 7 and 8 a.m. on Friday um, when a pipe fell from a passing truck impaling the passenger side of the vehicle. Um, oh. So it went right through the windshield, striking Barbara on the head. Oh, damn. Yeah. So Todd said he turned into a nearby road and tried to remove the four and a half kilo um, galvanized steel pipe from his wife. Um, he accidentally put the car into reverse and it rolled backwards into a tall grass alongside the road. He did manage to get the pipe out of the windshield and his wife out of the passenger seat. He tried the CPR for three to five minutes. And he then didn't manage to get the pipe out. He, he did. He, he managed to get it out. Um, and then he called 911 at 8.06 four minutes after uh, work call to see where she was. Mm -hmm. She was unresponsive when medical help arrived and the next day she died. So some of the information I've given already was taken from her obituary. So I'll give you some more from the obituary. Mm -hmm. Barb always put everyone before herself. She always made sure everyone was taken care of. True to this nature, she gave the gift of life to many people by being an organ and tissue donor, which is pretty awesome. I think it's crazy that people don't um, sign up for this. Be organ donors. It's it's good. True, um, true. It says, Barbara will live on in the hearts of her family and friends and the donor recipients she never met. Survivors include husband Todd, daughter Jessica, who's the, the mother to little Peanut, mm -hmm. um, son Jordan, Peanut, of course, um, her own mother, she... Uh, she died before. Um, brother David and, of course, her husband Todd's loving family, including many nieces, nephews, other relatives and treasured friends. Mm. Barbara was preceded in death by her father, father-in-law, godchild and beloved companion, her dog Trixie. So in response to what had happened, her husband Todd began pursuing an uninsured motorist claim against the driver of the truck. However, understandable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, well, I don't know. Grief, grief presents in strange ways. And on the one hand, you want to hold someone responsible. On the other hand, That's you, you want to deal with it. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, you can take either angle. Like, yes, definitely holding someone responsible, but there's also, regardless of your actual motivations, the actions could also prevent this from happening to other people, which is a good thing. Yeah, they so they reviewed a lot of um, CCTV and, and footage, and they, they couldn't find any vehicle matching the description of this truck that had the pipe fall off it in the area. And the autopsy determined that Barbara died from extensive blunt force impact injuries to her head and neck, including skull fractures, brain swelling, and bleeding in the area around it. She also had fractured cartilage around her trachea, which is a windpipe. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering where you were going with this, but okay. Mm. Mm. So... 81 days after the incident, Todd was arrested and his response was, what? While being handcuffed. Um, he said, oh my God, oh my God. And was shaking in the back of the squad car where he kept repeating, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm, I'm sorry for laughing. Like, <laughs> I, I can definitely believe that these quotes are true. But this actually is from someone, case records. Yeah, yeah, but actually someone <laughs> taking the time to like, no, no. We're quoting him on what, what, no, what? I'm quoting him. I'm quoting him. Screw Todd. <laughs> None Fair of the enough. evidence matched his story. Todd is full of shit. Um, that's that's my feeling. <laughs> Maybe Todd is fine. Maybe something awful happened. Um, here are some reasons why I don't think that Todd is fine. Um, there were glass particles all over the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. That indicated no one was sitting there whenever something came through the windscreen. Um, the analyst also concluded that the passenger door was likely open because there were no glass pieces in the door pocket. Um, they also found sand and an orange soil-like material on one end of the pipe, but there was no blood on it. Todd, in his interrogation, said, If I was going to do something to my wife, I sure as hell wouldn't have done it like this. So I assume that means... I would have been a bit more thorough and I wouldn't have had an obviously staged crime scene. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I can see where a comment like that comes from, but I'm not sure if I believe it. Nah, dude, really? <laughs> um, at the start of his interview with police, he said the couple left their West Salem home at about 7.45. They were driving north and he lunged hard, whatever that means, and it, just in context, it sounds weird. Um mm when he lunged hard and punched the windshield trying to deflect what he thought was a bird. Bird Which pipe, whatever. implied to turn out to be the steel beam thing? Yes. Huh. I, I, I don't want to judge, but it's so difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there are some really horrible stuff. The deputy medical examiner said, among other things, that Barbara's brain was remarkably swollen. She had injuries to the back and front of her head, including a cut to her forehead, three to the back of her head, a fracture to the back of the skull, abrasions on the cheeks, facial bruising, lip injuries, a broken nose, and it didn't match the description of an airborne pipe piercing the windshield and striking her. Basically, nothing lined up. And in her opinion, it would have taken easily two three maybe four um impacts to get those kind of um that kind of damage to her um and it wasn't in her opinion in any way consistent with a pipe coming through the windscreen 
What was even more horrible and kind of haunting was that there were fingernail scratches on her neck and a fracture in the cartilage ring at the top of her trachea, um, which is consistent with strangulation or a direct blow to the neck. But um, we're talking external on yeah. the trachea, not yeah. okay, not internal at least. That's yeah, I mean, they, there was historic damage there as well. She also oh. had injuries in her hands. Um, which were healing, and she had two torn fingernails, which were healing. Oh, the healing bit makes it so much worse, yeah. though. It's absolutely yeah. horrible. This happened in September, and they celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary in August. Oh, yeah. I, like, their kids threw this surprise party for them, and I can only assume that they had no idea what was going on behind mm-hmm. closed doors. And... By all accounts, she was just this lovely, kind-hearted woman who wanted to take care of living beings, and whether it's an animal or whether it's a human, she just... You should see pictures of her as well. Her eyes are just warm and loving, and it's, it's really heartbreaking. And regardless of what happened to her, it's just heartbreaking seeing someone like that and knowing that, you know, they, they didn't they didn't live a full and natural life. But you see what I mean with like, this is hitting me so much harder than the uh, Amazon gang. Like, yes, so many people suffered, but like when it gets down to something so personal and also personal and covered up and all this, like this gives me way more of the CBTVs than my crime did. Yeah, I think I do tug at your heartstrings a little bit with my storytelling. I do, yeah. I'm messing with you. No, but it, it's horrible. Like, how... Ugh. It, it gets worse. Let's address this shortly. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Well, it it doesn't get worse. I mean, we've, we've hit the, the apex. Based on all the injuries, the the medical examiner said it, it, it could indicate that a struggle took place. Um, and... I'll, just before I tell you this bit, I have seen the photos of this. Todd had scratches on his neck, chest, and injuries on his knuckles. Mm. It's really... I'm so glad they took pictures of all this, but they yeah. there are pictures you can see of his naked torso and his bare hands and his knuckles scratched up, and the the knuckles are like... You know, whenever you get a carpet burn on your knee, it's like that on the knuckles. Uh, on, like, the yeah. top two sets of the knuckles. It's just, yeah. it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Mm. And, yeah, well. um, He, oh, this was another thing that I'm just like, seriously? Anyway, um, he worked for a company that repaired and installed windshields. Um, so he said that, Oh, I'm sorry for laughing, but that's kind of ridiculous. Isn't it ridiculous? Yeah. Like, I sure as hell wouldn't kill my wife in this way. <laughs> like, really, dude? You you apparently had a windshield that you were ready to get rid of. You yeah. had an appointment to see someone. Um, so he was supposed to be dropping her off to work and then going off to an appointment to replace some guy's windshield. Um, oh. The guy he said he was replacing the windshield of said, yeah, we never had an appointment. I don't know what you're talking about. So he changed his story. Yeah. yeah, to dude number two whose appointment um, he had to to fix the windshield off. He's also like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. 
Um, and uh, we all, sloppy. yeah, and we also know he had a windshield he was ready to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but no, instead of this seeming like an issue with the the circumstances, he's like, nah, I I come into like broken glass all the time, and you know, of course my my hands are gonna get screwed up. He also said that he punched the windscreen from the inside in surprise when he thought this bird or something hit the windscreen. What? So. While driving, Woof. yes, didn't lose control of the car at this point. Managed Woof. to leave, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're Woof. okay. Picture this: you're driving along, your wife's in the passenger seat. Mm. You're not quite sure what it is, but something hits the windscreen, and in surprise and possibly anger, you punch the windscreen while driving. And it turns out the thing that hit the window pierced the windscreen and bopped your wife on the head. To be completely fair, I've been in cars with people who would punch the windscreen. Who would punch the windscreen? Not unless you're at like a like traffic lights or something. Who does it in motion? Really? That's the thing. It is like I've been in cars with people who would do that, but there's always the combination of there will always be a delayed reaction Mm -hmm. because when unexpected shit happens, yeah, you will always kind of I'm not going to say freeze up, but Different people handle the situations differently. There's a processing time. Yeah, but there is a processing time. And there's also the like going back to the default, whatever happens, I need to survive kind of brain state. Yeah, yeah. When like loud noises or shit happens, depending on what you've been through before, that will affect what you do. Mm-hmm. But like if he said like he thought it was a bird. What a weird thing to say. Regardless of that reaction might come and some people might be windscreen punchers, that reaction would not come until after they have actually realized what is going on. Yeah. And they do that out of frustration because, oh, fuck, a bird hit my car or something. Yeah, that's it. It's a frustration reaction. It's not an instinctual one. Exactly. No, this does not make sense. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Um... They described the truck and they looked into it and there were four surveillance videos from the area within minutes and no, there was there was nothing. And it was a passerby that had spotted the the couple's car in a ditch mm. by the side of the road. The passenger door was open and there was no damage to the windshield. Um and the the witness didn't see the couple. There was blood spatter around the passenger seat and on the inside of the windshield that suggested that force was applied to Barbara while she was inside the car. But the bloodstain patterns are consistent with a beating. Not a single strike. But that was still in the car, though. Yeah. So it seemed like that was the crime scene. Which is a whole different level of gross. Like... I, not that there's ever a right place to do that, but it just, uh. No, I mean, it is gross, but like what I've been waiting to ask connects to this, because to be fair, if the crime scene was actually in the car, mm-hmm. that is actually more points on the following through and setting that up as something yeah. and doing it there, because like, as you were telling me this story, I was assuming like, no, he probably killed her somewhere else than mm-hmm. put her in the car. And like, what I've been kind of waiting to ask is the fact like, did they find the original crime scene? 
No, the thing I want to know is, was there actually a metal pipe falling off of a car or a different truck or something? We'll get there. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I, but I won't no, rush good it. question. I'm still waiting no, for this. Good I've been question. waiting for a long time, but okay, no. Work your narrative. I will try to be oh, still. I do have a twisted narrative on it. Um, but side note, so whenever I was researching this, there there are only a couple of sources that make reference to the blood spatter in the car being consistent mm. with a beating. So it, it was brought up at trial, and there's maybe um, one news story that I came across that mentioned it. Mm. All the other ones kind of make it sound as if she was dead in the car and they didn't look for a, another crime scene but Ooh. yeah which i find the whole time i was doing this i was thinking why didn't they why didn't they look yeah, in the house why didn't they try to find a crime scene but it looks like it happened in the car which just uh no nope 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 um big nope but i mean you you don't really have room in a car to do anything and then you know where there's a will there's a way like how sick do you have to be Ooh. super sick um okay more gross stuff uh the crime lab analyst found blood on the rear passenger tire and a piece of grass wedged between the trunk and its seal what yeah so there was blood all over the show, basically, and there was no reason for the trunk to have been opened after the crash, but there is fresh grass stuck in there. Hmm. So what I'm taking from this is the passerby didn't see anyone in the passenger seat. Hmm. Did he put her in the trunk? I mean, this... Did he drive her to the crime scene in the trunk and then take her out and put her in the passenger seat? I, this comes back to I, I don't want to push this too much because your story isn't done yet but like yeah th that was also part of my first question like I initially thought she might have been murdered somewhere else and the blood didn't match and mm -hmm. then he would have put her there afterwards and tried to retroactively jam the pipe thing through her and I I, I want to hear everything and then I'm going to work on all the theories. Okay. Well, hopefully I will answer all of your questions. Let's see. Yeah, I think we're almost there. The analyst found at least four impact points um, to two areas of the windshield. So two were inflicted from the inside. Perhaps that's why he said I was, you know, I punched oh, the wind. I, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I can think why he said that, because he knew there was something happened in the inside. True. Um, true. But what happened inside that, well, I guess he was, oh. So the impact points from the inside was when he was beating her, he hit the windscreen. Oh. That's horrifying. He hit the windscreen. That must be it. He hit the windscreen from the inside as he's beating her. Oh, I mean... If you could bottle a look right now, I don't think I've ever seen you look this haunted. No, I, I'm mostly trying to figure it out. And like, I keep coming back to thinking that he kind of must have had some kind of implement. Because yeah. like you mentioned, with the constraints of a car mm -hmm. and also if there's impact stuff from the inside on the windscreen. And just considering, especially if it's someone in the passenger seat. Yeah then how do you do that like you kind of need something i'm just picturing like a tire iron or something oh, yeah. uh, that might have gone and that would explain if there's more impact on the windshield because 
it's not too easy to punch, you know, a noticeable, especially no, yeah. in comparison to something that has been pierced. Yeah. But like a noticeable impact on a windscreen. If he did that with his hands, mm-hmm. yes, he had some marks, but that's still different unless it was after. No, you you would pierced. need a weapon. Yeah. That's my thought as well. Mm. Yeah. So four impact points on the windshield, two different areas, two from the inside, one from the outside, and the final one was the actual penetration of the pipe through. Oh, okay. Um, don't worry, I'm still counting. Yeah. Um, they they actually ran a whole bunch of reconstructions to see if it was possible because they, I mean, they seem to take it really seriously for mm. for all the um the jip that police get over not doing their jobs right. These guys did seem to really be incredibly thorough. They did a test. So the the pipe was 134 centimeters long. Uh, that's the converted length. It's 53 inches. Um, so, yeah. 134 centimeters long. Yeah, it's long, right? That's not long. I think that's long. That's like this long. Yeah, that's long. Okay, sorry, podcast listeners, <laughs> me saying this long and then, you know, doing a hand he, thing. He indicated exactly 53 inches, and to me that is a long stretch. <laughs> I don't know, like, when I'm thinking, I'm I'm just so stuck on the original thing of yeah. metal pipe falling off of a lorry or something. So we're talking I about a skinny that... pipe. We're talking about, like, four and a half kilos, like, ten pounds skinny oh, pipe okay. like um i've been thinking of something way heavier no, no, no. and way larger no, we're talking we're, like i know i we're talking uh, six meters or something like i reckon like this much diameter so it's like it's like the the diameter of a a long drink glass one and a half oreos for you americans <laughs> it's uh it's about the the diameter of the bottom of a Bud Light bottle, because I assume that's what you people drink. We we don't know. <laughs> Our beers are eight percent. We don't understand. I'm sorry. Um, please do tell us why you're listening to us talk. Also, tell us about your beers. We do like hearing about. Yeah, beers. actually, we we need to do beer for a drink of the week one of these days. So. Oh, I have plans. Ooh, I love Anderson Valley's goss. So yeah. But okay, no, back to it. Back to the horrible, horrible. Yeah murder um yeah so it's it's a slim pipe it it has threading on it you know what i mean by that so it has external threading so it can be screwed into Mm -hmm. another Mm -hmm. pipe um to me it's it's long enough for what it is and the truck that they described it having come off of Mm. um they he described it having come off of was sort of like a flat back truck like i saw pictures of it I, I have the words that describe the truck. They don't mean anything to me, so I'm not even bothering repeating them. Um, but like a flatback truck, and it's it came off when airborne went through the windscreen. So imagine it being pierced with um, with a beer bottle with pipe. That's what he claimed had happened. So yeah, the the police department got a pipe, 134 centimeters long, um, four and a half kilos, and. Yeah, they did a whole reconstruction where they had it come off a pickup truck. So they tested it at 40 miles an hour, which is 64, 65 kilometers an hour. And they tested it at 50 miles an hour, which is about 80 kilometers an hour. So it was mm, like pretty quick. Sense, yeah. And 
you can actually watch videos of them doing these tests as well. Mm -hmm. They're all online. Um, they did a full report. They um, recorded the fall from multiple angles and nothing added up at all. Um, it, it went to trial last year, finally, and on the 14th of December. So I think the trial was only like 10 days or so. Um, on the 14th of December, the jury um, came back with a verdict. They took about nine hours just under um, deliberating and they they find Todd guilty of first degree intentional homicide um, he hasn't been sentenced yet he's due to be sentenced on the 19th of March um, sorry the 9th of March um, at 9am local time um, but he faces life in prison for it and mm. considering he, he got away with it for the first little period of time like considering this was initially reported as um, this tragic accident that mm. happened to this poor guy who, you know, has been married for 25 years. Remember the obituary that I read you earlier? Yep. Barb was preceded by, no, sorry, um, the, the awful obituary I read that included survivors, include her husband, Todd, dot, 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 and Todd's loving family, many nephews, nieces, other relatives and treasured friends. Mm. Like... That's horrible. Just yeah. redact that. Um, I'm so happy that the police actually did this sciencing. Yeah. Because I... They did an incredible job. They took photos of him. They took photos of the scene. They took yeah. everything down. They did the witness statements. They got the surveillance footage. They did an awesome job on this. And it was two and a half months before he was arrested. And... No, that's them being thorough. But yeah. Like, I mean that's good, but like, I I do know that I suck at the general physics of stuff. <laughs> but like I told you, like I expected this to be something along the lines of maybe seven times as long and heavy as what you described, mm-hmm. which is something ridiculous, like three and a half kilos or something. Four and a half, yeah. Okay, four and a half still. But, I mean, it's also one thing if it's a blow to the head. But yeah. she's been beaten. She has historical injuries. Ooh. Things that are healing. How did he think he was going to get away with this? Like, you'd be better off just keeping the rest of the facts the same yeah. and saying it was some random person than doing this because this is just... You look guilty as sin. Mm-hmm. It It kind of takes... Yeah, it takes kind of a sad turn. So he has now been found guilty, sentenced next month. So we'll all find out um, in about four weeks' time what happens with him. Mm. Um, but I I think it's, it's going to be a long sentence because um, the judge asked each individual juror verbally what their verdict was, and all of them individually replied guilty. Um, his uh, Todd was was on bail before it was immediately withdrawn whenever the the guilty verdict came in he was handcuffed he wasn't allowed to hug anyone or have any physical contact with his family and he was led out crying from the courtroom and the DA said it proves that domestic violence can happen anywhere and it can happen behind closed doors even in the perfect relationship what I find really really sad is the he has a son and a daughter with the the wife who whose life was taken and the son called to him 
as he was being led out of the courtroom and said, it's all right, dad, we'll get you out. Don't worry about it. And uh, the daughter shouted at reporters, you did this as if it's their fault. I know, but it's it's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, it is, and it is tricky to do with a family thing, but... Yeah. Still, though. Todd had a lot of supporters in the courtroom. Um, throughout oh. the trial, mostly the, the seats allocated um, for them. They, they No one went, but for the verdict, everyone was there, and people were shocked there were gasps I think it was the the daughter but um definitely family members who were swearing and yelling at reporters and um you know no one gave any comments like this family has been completely torn apart and at the end of it what do you have to show for it you know your mother is gone Mm -hmm. and best case scenario your dad has been falsely imprisoned for her murder worst case scenario that's your dad Yep. That is rough, yeah. That's the end. Hmm. But so, the, I had a lot of questions. I got more info as we went through, but. Mm-hmm. Like, was there any clarity on what actually happened with. Like, okay, obviously she did not die from a pipe going through a window thing. Yeah. You're saying that the truck was not really identified. Was her truck, was he just like, he drove his car out with her in the trunk and then got a pipe and then put her in the passenger seat and doing that? Or did he actually kill her in the passenger seat, which the blood spatter did kind of indicate? Did he kill her there, then just stop and then somehow find, like he found a pipe somewhere and then bash it through the window or... Like, do we have any clarity on what he actually did? Yeah, well, the whole thing is kind of disjointed because, of course, he admits to nothing and he has changed his story a few times. There were no witnesses other than the one at the side of the road. So I'll give you what we know as a fact and then I will give you my take on it. What we know as a fact is Barbara died the day after the incident. Mm. She was beaten before the incident and she was yeah she died the day after she died the day after she wasn't completely dead at that point yeah not even after him trying to cover it up with a pipe through the head no yeah i missed that that is horrifying yeah yeah should have gone first but okay yes (laughs) it's a it's a different kind of horrible it's Yeah, true, true yeah um so what we know for a fact she didn't die until the day after she had been beaten there were i i think i'm using the wrong turn of phrase but there were historical injuries to her mm. um no, no, that, that makes sense yeah. there were scratch marks on her neck mm. there were scratch marks on todd a witness gave enough detail that it was clear they saw the car by the side of the road in the ditch that uh, emergency services found them. But there was no one in the car and the windshield was undamaged. And what else do we know? We know a pipe was recovered from the scene, but there was no blood on it. We know that the blood spatter um, within the car does not match the story. We know that there was damage to the inside of the windscreen shield that was only partially accounted for 
he did say that he tried to help her by removing the pipe. Yeah. So the pipe w- didn't impale her. It's, no. It impaled the windscreen and struck her on the head. Like, whenever I said oh. bopped on the head earlier, it was really like, he's trying to say it was, you know, comedy mallet level of, oh, it just missed her. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm just working on a lot of preconceived notions. And when I'm thinking of that, I'm thinking of, like I said, like a very mm-hmm. big, very heavy pipe. I'm yeah. thinking of complete impalement. But no, okay. no. He, he removed oh, okay. the pipe that was impaled in the windscreen from oh, the windscreen. Um, I'm making this worse. I'm sorry. Yes. It, I mean, it's it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, what I think happens start to finish is I, <laughs> I wonder legally how we stand with all this stuff. Um, how we stand yeah I mean can we be sued for this shit Um, we're speculating on the information provided that is not a problem based on the injuries it was quite clear she had been beaten previously she had healing injuries the fingernail thing is super creepy who has torn off fingernails like that is that is scary it's so much worse that they had been that, but then yeah. also started to heal yeah. even before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know... Okay, so I think she'd definitely been physically abused for some time. Um, I think she was attacked one way or another in that car um, before they ended up at the side of the road. Um, there was also... An interesting, but I mean, I don't really understand it. An interesting note about the GPS location um, from the phones, the mobile phones for Todd and Barbara, put them at a neighbor's house that morning at, I think, 740. Like it was, it was before they would have left. Like it it was strange. It was strange. Um, But, you know, they were together in the morning, put it that way. So I think, I think she was beaten in the car. I think based on the witness statement she was put in the boot of the car um and the windshield i i don't really i guess the pipe was brought from home and then he went to town on the windshield and just started smacking it with the pipe to try to make it look like i mean can you imagine trying to force a pipe through a windshield you need some strength to do that in one go and you do yeah the thing that's really tripping me up is the fact that you mentioned with the fact that she didn't even die she until wasn't dead yet way after that like, i i do not condone it and this all points to such horrible things being done but yeah. like i can on one level see like okay if there had been abuse and something got overboard Mm -hmm. he accidentally killed her he's trying to cover this up then he does the whole elaborate thing of setting up a car bashing a pipe through the windscreen towards her face and doing all that but like she wasn't dead yet that's the thing it's so much more horrifying it's so much worse if she like she is still there she's still breathing she's still struggling i mean they described her the paramedics described her as unresponsive but she didn't die until the next day and bear in mind this happened it was it was just after eight in the morning when this happened so if she was dead at the scene and they were trying to bring her back then she still would have been pronounced dead with a couple within a couple of hours um so she was she was alive oh that is so much worse yeah 
there's this one photo, I think it's the photo I'll put up um, on the website, there's this one photo of um, the two embracing at a party and she looks so full of life. She has, I mean, there's such feeling behind her eyes and I know that's one of those cheesy things that people say, but (laughs) having known nothing about this woman, I swear you see this picture and you just, you look at this woman and you think she's effervescent, she's, you know, vivacious she's exciting she's wonderful she's she's a good person and you look at him and and it's just you know there's a difference Mm. and I'm not saying you look into his eyes and say oh he's a cold-blooded killer I'm just saying like there is this beautiful thing that comes through in her eyes and and there's such a stark contrast between the two and and that's all I'm saying with it. It's it's not that I think you can tell he's a killer or anything like that. I just I just think it's um really poignant photo. So I'll I'll put that one up on the site. Yeah. She just seemed beautiful inside and out and and I can't imagine what their kids are going through. The kids are grown up, but I also find it quite scary that they're standing by their their dad through it all the the district attorney made a comment about you know you you don't believe that um people who are close to you are capable of doing bad things that's the thing and i guess that that's that's true and you don't know until it happens to you but um i think maybe i'm i'm so cynical i just (laughs) (laughs) think everyone's capable of horrible things i thought we had established that i'm way more cynical than you are so in this are you I thought this had come up in discussions, but I don't know. I, I, clearly, case, I didn't agree with you. Seriously, <laughs> if that was the case, this would seriously be crossing the line on that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. But that is it. Yeah. Mm. You know what? We need a drink. I need a drink. We okay. probably both do. I um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. I have two options tonight. So I thought, seeing as it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, we should do something with Parfait Amour, mm-hmm. which is a liqueur. Do you know it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who don't, it's uh, a liqueur made with rose petals and violets and uh, vanilla and usually a bit of orange and almond in there as well. Oh, the lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah. Um, and Parfait Amour, of course, means perfect love in French. Um, so... That that's my key component tonight in our drink. Um, so I can either do one that also has mint in it, or I can have one that also includes cherry in it. Which would you prefer? I'm way more curious to actually try the mint one, but okay. I can Ooh. see that the cherry is more on theme, so to speak. It is more on theme, isn't it? You know, what? I I want the mint though. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Controversial. I know. Mm. That's how I roll. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some vodka in because of your Russian one. Oh, perfect. Um, (laughs) I love this. You just wing it. That's why you're the drink and cocktail master. (laughs) You're just like, no, I hear things. We're adapting. I'm making new thing. This is creation and beauty. No, it's grand. Like you're. What did you drink earlier? What did I call that? Summer brew. Oh, the, it was amazing. It's the foam. <laughs> no, no, it's everything. Like, like, I'm normally, like, very much just like, no, no, the t- 
taste is the one like the taste can have levels it can be like staggered experience and all that but mm-hmm. i'm normally not that much of a stickler for the uh visual presentation but like mm-hmm. just seeing that it looked good i'm you just saying oh fake beer it looked so much like beer and it was just this perfect like cocktail and Oh, it was amazing. It looked like an imperial red, right? Kind of, yeah. Mm. I I would go for like a like full musty amber kind of thing, but yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous, and I I do want more people to experience this, but partially I do also kind of think like hmm, maybe we should save this and have an entire episode dedicated to it. To what? To the, to the drink that was that was improv drinking because we ran out of pineapple juice i know but it was so amazing that's oh. why i wanted to have like all the like ceremony and grandeur of a proper <laughs> drink so we're not going to discuss it more in detail right now i feel no no we'll save that for the future dude i i do think it's a one-time thing i don't think you're seeing that one again no. we'll, we'll do something <laughs> okay let's for tonight, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. I for tonight, or, I would honestly be heartbroken if okay. there was no more. Oh, okay. I will do another one. I need to remember thank the ingredients because I really did wing that one. I did tell you what's in it, so <laughs> we'll we'll remember between us. Right, let's make you your cocktail. I'm gonna thank make you. this shit work. Okay. Booyah. We will be right back. I'm gonna make a drink. <laughs> let's get that drink. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet it as well. If you want to see pics, it'll be on Twitter. It's not going on the website. Well, there we go. So what do we have here? We have Russian love. Russian love. We have vodka, parfait more, mint, and a little bit of sugar syrup. Mm, It looks gorgeous, though. It's a nice color. This purple is, like, it's not radiant, it's very subdued, but, Mm. oh, it's piercing. It's pretty lethal. I really want to try it. Try it, try it. Let's a toast. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. (laughs) Cheers. Mm. That's really good. To be completely honest, like... Mm -hmm. The smell, like just smelling it, yeah, is more along the lines of rocket fuel, but yeah. So I expected something really harsh, but just tasting it, it's very smooth. This must be thirty percent alcohol, though. Yeah, that's fine, but <laughs> I mean, no tasting. It's so smooth, and you get like kind of a. There are a lot of notes going on here. And you kind of get, like, it doesn't taste a violet, but it's kind of a violet pushback thing. Yeah. Uh, as it goes down your throat and, oh, ooh, no, no, I am a fan. I'm going to need to get this. Like, I would be obliged to get this just from the color because, hey, purple. But, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I am a fan. Yeah, this is pretty good. Who needs love when you have drinks? quite true <laughs> i'm so surprised though, like, especially no offense intended but judging from the smell i expected something it smells kind of harsh it smells really harsh <laughs> really really harsh <laughs> but 
then just tasting it, it's just smooth and perfect. And ooh, just punctuate that. I had a lovely little cat just like caress my leg. <laughs> ooh, that was perfect timing. But yeah, no, th- this works so well. I mean, I do know being Swedish that, um, ooh, the cat is on the couch and the cat is. The cat is fine. You keep your talkings. <laughs> The cat is being held hostage. She's not being held hostage. (laughs) The cat is getting love. It's Valentine's. I completely forgot what I was saying. Drink your mush. Go on. Oh, no, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. Just drink it so it's out of the danger zone. (laughs) Um, Listeners, we are now watching (laughs) the Jonathan Anna equivalent of the scene in Jurassic Park where the Brachiosaurus gets fed. Jonathan is accidentally eating the mint leaves. Are you saying I'm going to blow snot all over you? Oh, God. I'm in the splash now. You picked the reference. Come on. Shit, and now she's dribbling on me. (laughs) Okay, coffee is the brachiosaurus. (laughs) She didn't eat the mint leaves. Well, I can't object to the analogy, but yeah. Yeah, don't spill, don't spill. I'm... Very respectfully observing and appreciating my drink. It's super strong. It reminds me of, do you know what Parma violets are? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a no. I was shaking my head, but I had a drink glass in my mouth. And it um, sounded more affirmative. I'm sorry. So when I was a kid, um, we weren't allowed to have uh, like fizzy drinks like soda or pop. Mm. Um, so we wouldn't have Coke or or whatever in the house um but every so often we'd go through the cupboards my brother and I and we would find something like sparkling dandelion and burdock drink or sparkling elderflower yeah it's um dandelion burdock I think is very British and um elderflowers I think generally Ireland and UK and it's very Nordic as well yeah so I mean but you, you get where I'm going with this. It's not yes. really proper sweet, sugary soda. It's mm. it's a kind of grown-up, toned-down alternative. But you're still so psyched as a kid when you come across this because <laughs> it's so much better than sparkling water mm. um, that, you know, you go crazy and you drink it and then you realize this is not, this is not nice. The candy equivalent of that is Parma Violets where it's not, it it doesn't, it's not super sweet. It's a little bit chalky. It's yeah. It's it's not really proper candy. It could be something to settle. Uh, like it could be an antacid. It's mm. it could be something to deal with heartburn. It's it's kind of weird, but it was one of those things I really fell in love with as a kid, and it it really reminds me of the taste of this. Mm. This is like the wet equivalent of the chalky sweets, but Parma violets. If you like Parma violets, you'll like this. Mm. I don't know, like, okay, the main thing that is also uh, slightly, well, I'm not going to say tripping me up, but I do really enjoy this. And like I told you, I do know what Parfumor is. I'm struggling to remember. I know I've had it in drinks, but I can't remember anything and definitely not anything that is this vibrantly purple. So it can't <laughs> have been that big of a component. So, like, what would you normally have with parfait more? 
I don't know. It. I mean, I don't use it that often. And typically when it's used, it's um, like I did half and half vodka and parfait more in this. Mm. But typically you do, well, two parts vodka to one part or two parts um you never or gin or whatever to um one part per more like this is we're going all out for love <laughs> <laughs> always all out for love all out for love not you know iron rolled through this <laughs> oh, no, the don't windscreen go, don't go there don't go there uh i know i'm i don't know i'm also surprised like you have well, isn't that the Basically, all three full episodes we have mentioned either gin or Geneva. Sorry about that. You can cut that. No, I, I don't need to cut that. I, I just think it's interesting because, especially from my perspective as someone who wouldn't buy or use gin in general. Yeah. But you're kind of opening my eyes, like especially last uh, last week's one. You like that. I really like that one. That was winging it as well, though. I forgot my point now as well. Your point was we were involving gin and you didn't realize gin was so involved in shit. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, yeah. Mm. But no gin now. Just lovely vodka. What kind of vodka are we having, by the way? This is Smirnoff. Huh. Okay. It's funny. um, Over here, people really looked on on Smirnoff, but back home, it's like top shelf vodka. Really? Yeah. It's not top shelf vodka. Where no, I come with us, from. with us, it was top shelf vodka. But I, th- I think maybe if I went back now, it wouldn't be the same. Hmm. Like, um, back then, it really was like, oh, you got Smirnoff. Ooh, but we also, um, so I lived in Glasgow for a while, and we used to get this stuff called Glens, hmm. Glens vodka, and it was so bad that we used to put it through <laughs> Brita filters to try to like fix it a little bit. Hmm. I don't think it helped anything. Like, it was bad. I have been thinking of what I can. I am going to Sweden soon and wondering what I can bring back. And um, what we have is, like, yes, we have several ranges of vodka, which is above decent. Yeah. Um, We do have some surprisingly interesting whiskey. Mm -hmm. But you're not a whiskey drinker. I, I mean, I can try. No, 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 but like, I'm going to make you whiskey drinks. That is completely planned. Uh, so that's not a problem. But if you're not that into it, that might not be as interesting. No. But no, um, to the actual point of it all, like Sweden has a lot of interesting uh, alcohol, but it's all either stuff you might not be interested in or things that should be basically just I'm not going to say shot it because there is a <laughs> difference but basically you get a very fancy glass of pure alcohol of one type so no cocktail, no drink mm-hmm. and you get that and then you sing and you drink it you sing and you drink it well that's the basis of all Swedish culture you sing and then you drink alcohol and then you sing again and you, then you drink the leftovers and yeah, that that's how it goes. Dude, I think this is why we get on. Like, this is Irish culture. <laughs> really? You sing, you drink, you yell. Yeah, you drink some more. Fair enough. We yeah. have our bond. 
oh, that's the only reason we're friends. It's not all the shit we have in common. It's specifically this. <laughs> I think Kelfie's pissed that she didn't get a drink. Yeah. Yo, floof. Dims the brakes. Oh, nothing. Whoa. Anyway, okay, we should finish up. You come right off, yeah. Like this drink was brilliant, in spite of, like, in spite of all the visual evidence to the contrary. I was not attempting to get rid of it. I really liked it. It seemed awfully suspicious. I know, but that's just me trying to set the mood for the Minnesota mystery later in this week. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about our Minnesota. So, if you have a Valentine's hangover after tomorrow. Then listen to our Minnesota mystery. Maybe it'll make you feel better. Maybe it'll make your skin crawl. Who knows? Yeah. I, um... I kind of like mine. <laughs> do you like yours? I do. It's very... Well, I'm trying ever so much to keep them shorter and yeah. more to the point. Uh, it is short, but... Yeah, I do like it. We We do have our theme, and... Yeah. I think it'll be fine. We have a really bad habit of um, making things too long. <laughs> if you have comments on the length of our episodes, please let us know what you think because um, we are quite happy to, to change our, our length right now because for us, we have enough material to go for two hours. But if you're... To be honest, we have for three, but yes. How long have we been recording? Three and a half hours? No, it's just three hours, 15 minutes. Three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Uh, we talk a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's only 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's still early. Then, as, a, as a good, good friend of mine used to say, the night is but a fetus. There are many directions we can go from here. Fair point. Very good point. Um, but yeah, like you, like Anna said, like we do love your feedback, and regardless of if it's on length or content or whatever, let us know. We are still in the. I'm not going to say teething stages because that's we're we're toddlers. We're the manic children running around. We're able to walk. Yeah, but we're still like playing in the mushable hands of. We have plasticine no, no, brains. We're, we're the mushable ones. You guys have firm hands. Shape us, squeeze us, see what happens. I don't know if I want shaped and squeezed. Give us feedback. We're 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 at the stage where we can be influenced. Fair enough. I'll take the squeezes and we'll get the feedback. Sounds like a plan. Yes. Mm. Give us a shot on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Yeah, it's uh, just uh, at crime by the bar. Oh no, I can do that. You can do the rest I, d well. I don't want you to have to do the three things again. I'm not going to do all three of them. Okay. But at Crime by the Bar is easy. I do like Twitter. I'm on Twitter. No, anyway. no, so, shut uh, up. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Also, whenever I said shut up, I didn't actually expect you to shut up. <laughs> I was waiting for you to like do something. Um, give us a shot on Twitter and let us know what you think. Give us your feedback. Send us your news stories at Crime by the Bar. We do really love Twitter, but if you prefer, we also have an email. You can just email crimebythebar at gmail.com.
and you can get all the extras from the show, including our very, very alcoholic recipe for Russian love um, at crimebythebar.com. Indeed. And, well, we barely need to say this right now, but you've downloaded this episode. Make sure you're subscribed. If you have the time, please, please rate and review us. We would appreciate it. Oh, when we're on that, I really want to talk about one of the reviews we got this week. Oh. Did you see the one that said, and I love that I can drink along with them? <laughs> yes, I did. That's, um... I mean, that's part of our USB. Like, we offer interactive alcoholic entertainment. Oh, that sounds horrible when I say it like that. Give us your suggestions for a drinking game. Mm. Yeah. Oh, are we doing drinking games? I, I just think listeners should be equipped and they should be able to do listening. They should be able to do listening. I think our listeners... <laughs> I think our listeners should be able to have a drinking game if they want. So every time I say, oh dear, or that's awful, or every time Jonathan laughs, or... Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, your laughs are wonderful. They bring joy and drunkenness to many of our listeners around the world. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... But yeah, give us suggestions for drinking games. Mm. Mm. Um, we will, yeah, we'll be around again for a new episode on Friday. Well, mini soda on Friday. And uh, of course, our next episode on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We look forward to you downloading and us watching the stats. No, oh, yeah. creepy. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, we... I forgot what I was saying. I had a point and I was going to follow up, but I lost it. I distracted you. Um, we hope you have a really nice Valentine's Day, whether you're with uh, a human or... Oh, dear. This is going in a creepy direction. <laughs> <laughs> All I meant was whether you're single or, or taken or have a pet to love or not. Just realize that we wish you the best Valentine's Day. Yeah, whether you're already occupied in the love department whether you're looking for love or whether you're perfectly satisfied with yourself because let's face it that's difficult oh yeah it is impressive whomever can reach that level self-satisfaction is the ultimate goal Mm. Mm. also adopt animals they're good they love you back as long as you don't start picking up stray donkeys because that's apparently a thing they can wander in (laughs) okay Okay. Happy Valentine's. Be good. Stay safe. Happy Valentine's and thank you for listening. Bye, Argentina person. You're my favorite. Oh, you're a brilliant Argentina person. Ah, I'm getting wistful. Okay. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Any cause for celebration is a cause for celebration. Is that a thing? I just made a thing and I'm owning it. So, yes. That's a thing. I'm sure I've heard that. I'm sure I've seen 20 <laughs> inspirational quotes like that on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no. No, Can Pinterest. I take it back? No, I'm sorry. Can I, take it back? I, I was trying to be supportive. <laughs>